Hello and welcome to the Anchor Faith Message Podcast. Enjoy this message. Well, I'm going to start a little uh, couple of um, next few Wednesday nights on the subject of uh, some things that are very dear to me. Um, but it's going to kind of go in a different direction. So I just encourage you, don't miss a Wednesday night because I'm going to tell you it is going to be good. Amen. And uh, just some things that uh, I've just been seeing in a couple of different arenas concerning uh, one arena of prayer because God's had me doing um, some prayer things. But during that, he's just been really giving me some insight on some responsibility and some things that we um, as believers have in the kingdom of God. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's really important that we recognize the times and the seasons that we're living in. The scripture lets us know that we should uh, be watchful, that we should know, that we should see uh, the time that is at hand. And we can see that clearly in scripture. And because of that, there's so many things that should actually be awakening in your spirit because you see that time is drawing near. Do you know it's drawing nearer and nearer because we're never going to get back our 24 hours. That was yesterday. And nearer and nearer is his return. And we can see that so clearly. And I believe that we are actually at the preposis uh, or whatever that word is that I'm trying to say. Pre- huh? Precipice. Yes. I want to make sure I say it right. Uh, and of, of actually seeing this uh, harvest come in in this last hour. Everything through history has, is, is just lining itself up as far as the prophetic side of what he laid out in his word concerning his return. But not only that, we're see, seeing clearly also on another side of the turmoil that the world is in in this hour. Okay. But then on top of that, you can see also the persecution that's happening on many different levels. Uh, you know, people are actually uh, in a position as believers that they are, uh, you know, scared to talk about some things that they believe. And we're seeing this, I mean, just... You know, people are just, well, I'm just going to keep that to my, and, and, and I heard the spirit of the Lord say, now is not the time to shut your mouth because the world is not shutting their mouths. Now is the time that we ought to have a voice that is so loud and so uh, authoritative in the earth that when we speak forth the truth of God's word, it will be so clear between a truth, the truth, and a lie. The truth and a lie. Because of uh, the lies that are permeating um, our world right now in every sector of society. Every sector of society 
is crumbling, right? The educational system. We're seeing it take place. It is crumbling, right? When students are uh, walking out of their schools because they're fed up with some of the agendas that are being pushed. Thousands of students. So the educational system on a, a elemental level and high school level, but not only that, on a college level, we're seeing it crumble because we know that this government of the world was never supposed to be our right source. It was never. We know that we see right now in the world the economy, what? Crashing. Things are happening, right? Um, the political arena, that sector of society. I mean, I believe nothing that comes out of anyone's mouth in the political arena. Nothing. And I thank God every day I have the spirit of truth. So here we see the political arena, educational arena, the economy, right? Uh, collapsing. We see, um, you know, all of these things happening at a tremendous, um, just on a tremendous level, right? I mean, it is like full force happening. So really what the world is looking for is the kingdom. It is the kingdom of God. And we need to recognize that in this moment and in this hour, well, we see even the church collapsing. Talk about sectors of society, but we see the church religion collapsing, which religion does need to collapse. But I'm talking about churches, denominational churches and churches shutting their doors to never open again, collapsing because of COVID. So things across, I mean, our society, the whole world, right? We know that fear is permeating. Fear is permeating not just people in the world, but people in the church. And it goes to show you that they have no reality of their faith in the word of God. Because we know that the scripture says, the Bible says, that heaven and earth will pass away, but there is one thing that will remain. And what is it? His word. But it just proved the illiteracy of people having the word as the anchor of their soul. The anchor of their soul. And so if there's ever a time that we are living, now is the time, I believe, and I believe harvest is at hand. I mean, it's, it's at hand. It's right there. there. It is harvest time. Because people are looking for answers. Because this world is showing that it is falling apart and collapsing and has nothing else to give. Even when they're trying to give out handouts. 
it has nothing else to give. And so we have those that are born again, spirit-filled, children of God. Come on. We have the answers that the world is looking for. We have the answers. And so now is not a time to shy away, to shut our mouths, but it is to boldly proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God. Boldly proclaim. He said the righteous are what? Bold as a lion. Not, come on, not a sheep. Not timid. But when you know the truth of God's word that you stand on and you believe, you should be a person that is bold as a lion. That actually, you are fierce. A lion is what? Fierce. People ought to fear you when you're in the room. Not a fear of intimidation, a fear of control, a f- a f- a th- the world type of fear, but a fear of when you walk into the room, what you believe and how you respond brings an attention to that authority that you believe in the word of God and they, it ought to fear them to say there has to be a God. So that they will start recognizing that there is a fear that is greater than the fear that is permeating in the world. And that is the fear of the Lord. It's the fear of the Lord. Amen. And so, you know, now is the time that we recognize that this is a perfect opportunity. Because all through the Bible... Anytime the church went through times, hard times of persecution or situations that were difficult, uh, you know what? The church actually was advanced. The kingdom of God was actually advanced during those times. And I believe that uh, his church still was able to advance during the time of COVID and different things that were happening, his church, the church that he was building. Because I know of multiple churches that actually took a stand, that actually did not shut their doors, and they had the best year ever. The best year ever. They had growth. They had people being born again. They had people, you know, they had financial records for their body. People had promotions that were a part of their congregations. We know just in this house, houses were paid off. Come on. We were able to raise, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to close on a mall. So those that actually took a stand to say, no, we're going to continue to advance during this difficult time because we're going to choose to be bold as lions. Come on. 
and not shrink back or draw back from what we know is to be truth. And so we see the result of that in people's lives. You know, and last year, at the beginning of the year, it was the year to reign. It was the year to reign. God prepared us to be in a place to recognize that we were seated with Christ in heavenly places, and that's a seat that is a position of authority to be able to reign over life in every circumstance, in every situation that we were going to go through that year. Amen. I know some people that did reign, and I know some people that did not. Right? But guess what? Today's today and now's your opportunity to rise above it and reign. Because we should be people that reign until he returns. Until he returns. We ought to be reigning in this life, the scripture says. Reigning in this life. So that means that nothing that this life could throw at us would hinder us from being able to reign or overcome every circumstance or every situation that we may go through. And I'm going to tell you, this is not doom and gloom, but the scripture says it's just going to continue to come. You know, nations are going to collapse. Things are going to happen. This is just going to be a continuation. It's not doom and gloom. Actually, it's good news. How could that be in the Bible and it not be good news? The king is coming. And when he comes, he's coming as a reigning king. And guess what? We're going to reign with him. Hallelujah. So I just encourage you, and through these next Wednesdays, we're going to see that there are some things that we need to take responsibility for. That if we're going to see things take place in the earth, guess what? Then it's going to happen through us. We're here. We are here for such a time as this. If it was so difficult... Come on, if it was so difficult, then why did God not leave his disciples in the earth if they were the only ones that could do it? Why didn't he leave Paul? Why didn't he leave Peter? Why did he leave them? No, I believe he saved the best for last because the latter house is going to be greater than the former. He saved the best for last. So guess what? God has... He has in his mind that he wants to use a bunch of us in this day and in this. I know it's crazy to think he wants to use a bunch of us, us little old nobodies, right? Us little old people that can't do any. No, he wants to leave us because he knows what he put in us. He knows what he put in us. And that it is enough for us to be able to do what he needs done in the earth until he returns. Hallelujah. He knows what he put in us. He knows he gave us enough power on the day of Pentecost. To be able. To be able. 
to be able. I am say, what did he say? Well able. Well able to take this mountain. Who was that? Caleb. Said he was well able. And I know that he has a bunch of well able people in the earth right now to be able to do whatever is necessary to bring him back. To bring him back. You know, the, the spirit of the Lord, I'm not even in my message. That's all right. I got several weeks to go. The spirit of the Lord said to us years ago that we would be, this church would be a forerunner for his return. As John the Baptist was for him to come. And he said, so this church will be. We will be those forerunners to perpetuate the kingdom of God, come on, in the earth and prepare a way for his return. You know he's returning. Do you still believe that Jesus Christ is returning? You know, some people don't believe that today. Some people don't believe in hell anymore because, you know, it's been so long. They've just... You know, every generation has said that. So they've just quit believing that there's a hell. And they actually quit believing that he's going to actually return. Because it's been so long. Right? But I choose to believe everything in scripture. That there is definitely a hell. And that he is definitely going to return. Amen. He is definitely going to return as a reigning king. And so I want to be in a position to help do whatever's necessary to see him return. Amen. To see him return. And this is important because um, he lets us know that we have a position in the kingdom of God. We have a position. Each and every single one of us have a position each and every one of us have an assignment and each and every one of us have a, say this, J-O-B. A job to do. Let me tell you something. There is not going to be any labor shortage in the kingdom of God. Not in this house. We will not, we choose to not allow the world's culture to be a part of God's kingdom culture in this house. We're not going to have a labor shortage. I've been hearing of many churches that are having labor shortages. We all have a job to do. And if you want to get paid, yeah, he's a rewarder. He pays out. And if you want to get paid from the king of glory, then you better start participating and working a job that he has for you to do. J-O-B is not a scary word. W-O-R-K is not a scary word in the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
This is not for you guys. You are here. You're actually wanting to do something, but you know somebody that's not here and they don't want to do anything. So this is for them. So everybody has a job, amen, in the kingdom of God. And we're not going to participate in a, jo- a labor shortage. We're not going to participate in it. Hallelujah, I could say something, but I won't. Let's see. 2 Corinthians 5.17, let's go here. Scripture is better than anything, right? Keeps you out of trouble. 2 Corinthians 5.17 through 20, it says this. And actually, this came up when I was doing prayer over in Valdosta. And so when Pastor heard me minister, it was, in, it was in the line of prayer. But he said, I want you to preach this at the church when we get back. Okay. So I don't know how it's going to go now. We're just going to go with it. Y'all going to go with me? All right. Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen twenty says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, and who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us say us, us. the ministry. Say I have a ministry. It's okay to say it because I'm allowing you to say it. And I don't want to hear all these other people that say, oh, I have a ministry and they ain't doing nothing. Say, I have a ministry. ministry. Yeah. And what is it? This is the ministry of reconciliation. So he let us know the minute you became in Christ, he gave you a ministry, a position in the kingdom of God. Every single one of us, the minute you made him Lord, he gave you a position. He gave you a job assignment. He gave you some work to do. And that work is a ministry of reconciliation. And verse 19 says this, that is that God was in Christ, what? Reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are what? Ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through who? As God was pleading through who? Us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. So the minute we became a new creature in Christ, he gave us our first job description. And that was the ministry of reconciliation. For us now to be uh, in that ministry of reconciliation, we now have the responsibility and have the assignment and have the position to help, come on, reconcile the world unto God. To reconcile the world unto God. Each and every single one of us should be people that go and uh, uh, influence people with the kingdom of God so that people would want to know who your God is. And then you should be able 
to help get them reconciled to him. You should be able, in your workplace, each and every single one of us that are a new creature in Christ, we born again, we ought to be able to know how to lead someone into, come on, reconciliation with God. We should be able to explain to them how they need the Savior and how to receive from the Lord. And then that brings them to a place that they're reconciled with God. So this is not up to God to get people saved and in the kingdom. And I'll explain in a minute. This is not up to the prophet, the pastor, the evangelist, and the teacher. We'll look in a minute. I'm going to take you to scripture. Most people think that God, he's in control and he can just get people born again, whoever he wants. No, he can't. He cannot because he can't violate his word that he gave us that job. Listen. God is not in control, guys. If he were, we would be in a lot better position. He's not in control of this world and what's going on. It. We know that the devil is the God of this world. And that the devil is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy people's lives. He's from the beginning. The liar. The deceiver. Satan. Lucifer, right? God, we know, has created the earth, created man in Genesis. He put everything in the earth for mankind. Everything. He created everything. He did everything. For man, he took care of everything man would ever need in the earth. Would ever need from the time... The last person's ever born until he returns. He put everything in the earth that man would ever need to be sustained. Everything. We know man fell. Adam disobeyed God. Therefore, what did God do? He sent his son to redeem man. What? To redeem man from sin so that when he dies, he gets to go to heaven. Not that alone. He actually died to redeem man from their sin, but to actually put them back in a position of authority and access back to the throne. So, he sent his son. He did what he needed to do. God did what he needed to do. He sent his son to put, God, put man back in its original position. Jesus... Everybody thinks, oh, all Jesus cares about is the lost. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He loves the lost. He loves the lost. He loves the lost. That's all he's concerned about is the lost, is the lost, is the lost. Jesus already did what Jesus is going to do. Jesus already did his assignment. He said it was fulfilled. He went to the cross. He poured out his blood on the mercy seat for the forgiveness of sin 
and for access back to the throne. Because his blood poured out on the mercy seat, which gives us now access because the veil was torn. So Jesus did his assignment. He actually went to the grave and on the third day, come on. And on the third day, the Holy Spirit, come on, went and got him out of the grave. So God's already done everything he's already going to do. He left also his written word. So the only thing God is in control of is his word. He left his word. So he did what he needed to do. Jesus did his assignment and did what he needed to do. And then he even says in the book of John, Jesus, he said, I must go so that he, the Holy Spirit, can come. So who is the actual one that's doing a work in the earth today? The Holy Spirit. How is the Holy Spirit doing that work? Through us. Because that was one of the reasons Jesus died was so that he could get his spirit back in man and in his presence again. So the Holy Spirit's job now is to be the what? The communicator from heaven to earth through man because he gave man legal authority to operate in the earth. So it's very important that we recognize that Jesus, 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 his only concern is not for the lost. Actually, in Romans 8, 34, it says he is at the right hand of the Father, what? Interceding for the lost? No. Who's he interceding for? For us. Why is he interceding for us? Because he knows there's work that has to get done in the earth and God cannot do anything without man's cooperation. Because when he died and rose and poured out his blood and gave man access, he put him back in a position that Adam lost. And that was what? Rulership and authority that he had given Adam to have dominion in the earth. So now man is the one that is to rule over this earth, a a born-again, spirit-filled man or woman of God. We now are in a position of authority, seated with Christ in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. Come on, in the same seat with the same authority. Come on. And now the Holy Spirit is dwelling on the inside of man, communicating what it is that God needs done in the earth in this last day. And that's why you are an ambassador for Christ. That's why you're an ambassador for Christ. Hallelujah. Because we are government employees. 
And I'm going to tell you, his government is not a government of laziness. And it's even in scripture and we'll read it. Because I want all eyes on the word. His kingdom is not a lazy kingdom. And he has given every one of us an assignment. And I'm going to tell you, now is the time that every single one of us need to rise up and do our assignments that God sends us out into this world to do. It is going to take all hands on deck to be able to do what it is that needs to be done in this hour and in this day that we're living. And it is no longer time for people that are Christians to sit back twiddling their thumbs and sitting around doing nothing. Amen. Because you are going to see other people excel and be rewarded and get a payout because their hand is to the plow. It is harvest time. It's harvest time. And when it's harvest time, everybody's hands are out there on the plows. Working the what? Working the field. Working the field. Every single person. It's harvest time and they're out there working the field. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to get your hands dirty when you work in a field. We ain't talking all these big John Deere tractors that do everything for you. We're going to go back to, you, you think about old school, when they had to take that thing and till it with the, I don't even know, the plow and that one thing on it, by hand. And then you had somebody in front of you digging the rocks out by hand so that when it went, they wouldn't get caught up in the rocks. Your hands have got, it's time for our hands to get dirty. And when it's harvest time, it's messy. People are a hot mess, right? It's messy time, it's dirty time, and it's sweating time. And not only that, I mean, when you work hard, you might get some callus. I I actually do have calluses, guys, on my hands. Calluses. So that means it might hurt a little bit. It might hurt your flesh a little bit. Amen. So this is what we're here for, though, because he lets us know that as an ambassador, we have a position. Come on. And that position is to start talking about the home country and the kingdom of God. So what is an ambassador? We know this. An ambassador is one that represents the government of God. One that speaks about his positions. And if there's ever a day and an hour that we need to be talking about his policies and his positions, come on, and his laws in a day where lawlessness is running rampant. And where they just come out with the passport with the letter X. For trend, uh, for whatever, no gender, right? So, whose policies are we going to believe? 
I mean, I'm well beyond this whose report are we going to believe? Whose policies are we going to believe? Whose laws are we going to believe? Come on. Whose uh, positions are we going to stand for? Are we going to stand for the positions of all this craziness running around in the world and all these positions of all these different things that everybody wants to rant and rave about? Or are we going to stand for the position of the kingdom of God? Come on. And that there is neither Greek nor Jew. Come on. Or we are all one blood. Come on. Under one nation. And that is the nation of God. Not of America. I'm not anti-America, you understand. I'm just saying. But what you know they're starting to use that as hate speech for pastors and people that want to talk like that. What are we going to do? Are we going to stand for his policies? And his, right? His agendas? Or are we going to get caught up in this world's? No, I'm going to choose to stay with his positions. And I'm going, to stay, I'm going to choose to stay with his policies. Amen. And when you do that, guess what? You can be assured that your position and his position is a sure foundation. And it will never be shaken. Come on. So he says, uh, an ambassador, listen to this ambassador. An ambassador, when someone comes in contact with you, they ought to know what you represent. An ambassador of this world and of our country, when they go into another territory or into another place, they walk in and the other people know what nation they represent. So when people see you, do they meet the kingdom of God or do they meet the standards of this world? Do they meet someone that goes to the, the bars just like them? Do they meet somebody that cusses just like them? Do they meet, come on, somebody that sleeps around just like them? Do they meet that type of citizen or do they meet a citizen of God that has standards, that has morals, that has ethics, come on, that has a standard according to what is written. So when you walk into the room, they ought to meet the kingdom and what you represent. You don't even have to say a word. You, you, the glory should be just on you. They're like, why are you so happy? Don't you see what's going on in the world? I'm not of this world. That's not weird. It's what scripture says. I'm just not of this world. I choose to not participate with this world and its beliefs and its philosophies and its, come on, agendas. I participate with the kingdom of God and what the kingdom of God says, right? So he says, listen, you're an ambassador and an ambassador is going to be one that only speaks of the kingdom of God and you have a job to do. Now, I want to read this out of the Amplified. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature. 
reborn, renewed by the Holy Spirit, the old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, all things have become new because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Hallelujah. But all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ, making us acceptable to him and gave us the ministry of reconciliation so that by our what example, we might bring others to him. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's sin against them, but canceling them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation that is the restoration to the favor of God so we are his ambassadors for Christ as though God were making his appeal through us through us there it is through us we are the ones that are going to be the representatives for the kingdom of God in the earth. God is making an appeal through us to man to be reconciled. And he's doing it through the spirit of God. And he's doing it through us. And we're going to see how he does that through us in the time to come. Now, I want to read this out of the passion. I just want y'all to get this because each one says something a little bit different and I really want you to get it. It says, we are ambassadors of the anointed one. Say, I'm anointed. Because not only, come on, when Jesus came to die and we called on his name and we got born again and, 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 and uh, our sins removed and then he gave us access back to the presence of God and the Holy Spirit comes and dwells on the inside of us. We know on the day of Pentecost that the spirit now can come upon us, right? As believers. And not only that, we have an anointing, John says, from the Holy One. So we now are ambassadors, but not just ambassadors. Say, I'm an anointed ambassador. I'm anointed. And an anointing comes upon, right? The king, because we know we are the king. He is the king of kings. We are in a kingdom. We are kings. And we are anointed for the job. He did not leave us here with not the necessary job descriptions or the necessary tools to be able to accomplish the job assignment that he's given us. No matter what your personality, no matter how shy you are, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you might get a little bit bold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says, listen, the anointed one to carry the message of Christ to the world. Isn't that awesome? Anointed one, right? who can carry the message of Christ to the world. Who's carrying the messages of Christ? We are. We are. We have that responsibility. We have that responsibility. And it says, as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our what? Through our lips. Through our lips. We're the one that is the voice for him today in the earth. 
We are the ones that are to be that voice and be the one that is speaking forth on his behalf. Amen. What he needs said to people's lives so that they are drawn to the kingdom of God. It is not the pastor's assignment to get people born again. It's yours. Say it's mine. Say it's mine. If you're a child of God, it's your assignment. It's your job. It's your job. Hallelujah. It is your job to be the one. Because he said, listen, how are people going to know unless someone is sent? Romans says that. How are people going to know unless someone is sent or unless someone preaches? But when people hear that word preach, they think it's just for the preacher. We all are preachers. We, what does that mean? A preacher is someone who what? Proclaims. We are all preachers. We are all the ones. An ambassador proclaims to people in our country what our country desires and wants. And we are the ones that are the feet and the hands and the voice for Jesus in the earth today. We are. And so it's up to us to see uh, those people come into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm trying to think where I want to go. I, 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 uh, while I was minister, preparing and ministering to the Lord today, I heard this word, influencer. Everybody, have y'all heard that? Hashtag influencer. An influencer on Instagram. God just, I mean, I don't give a rip about an influencer. But he just, I just was minding my own business, studying and praying and ministering to the Lord. And I heard hashtag influencer. And so, you know, I know a little bit just because, you know, our creative team, they keep us kind of updated a little bit about different things. And so I remember one day asking him, so what is an influencer? Well, I Googled what an influencer was on Instagram, okay? Because when I heard the word hashtag influencer, I heard that that's what you are. You are hashtag the greatest influencer for the kingdom of God in the earth. You are. You are. So let me read it real quick. Y'all just want, y'all okay? Okay. It says this. According to the survey, blah, 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 blah. 87% of people report influencers have inspired them to make a purchase. Eighty-seven percent of influencers. I wish we had a, about eighty-seven percent of influencers in the church that could get somebody to buy into the kingdom of God. All right, y'all sure y'all want to hear this? I was ready to hear it to myself because I'm like, I'm not even going to read this to myself. I'm just going to let it just come as the Holy Ghost gives it to me. So here we go. 
Uh, influencers, marketing is all about trust. Like you can trust somebody on Instagram. Okay. Anyway, we won't go there. An influencer is a creator who posts regularly on Instagram and has gained a following. And I can guarantee you, you would have a following. Jesus had a following. If you would just recognize the influence that's on the inside of you. So he said, uh, here it says, um, it says that they, uh, an influencer is a creator of posts who regularly on Instagram and has gained a following of people who are interested in their content. Do you have some content? If you're in the word, you have some content. And trust their opinion. Brands turn to influencers for authenticity. Can we get some authentic Christians up in the house? They provide in recommending a company's product or services. Influencers are considered experts to varying degrees within their niche. Whether, in a, whether it be box gardening, international travel, grunge fashion, parenting, business, or the endless list of topics. Instagram influencers seamlessly, seamlessly weave product endorsements and brand mentions into their content without it sounding like an ad. Sounds to me like they've learned how to talk about the products, but not actually make you think, come on. So he goes on to say, um, influencers also build authentic relationships with their followers by engaging them in conversations. Wow, that's novel. <laughs> Through comments and posts and even live streaming. Live streaming. Creators who listen to the suggestions of their audience members answer questions and respond to comments and develop a following of loyal fans who are eager for their next post. When brand partners with an Instagram influencer, they leverage the strong relationship the influencer has already created with the Instagram users. Yet we have the greatest influencer living on the inside of us. And we should have so many conversations with so many people that would engage them and get them hungry to think, what are you trying to sell? Because there's something about you that, come on, I see that's authentic in what you're explaining. We have the creator of the universe. We have the mind of Christ. 
We have the greatest person on earth, which is the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, who is called uh, the spirit of wisdom and brings revelation. And yet we act like we can't engage someone or have a conversation with someone to get them interested in the life that we live there's a problem yet these people have thousands of i mean millions sometimes followers about nothing and we have a treasure hidden in earthen vessels my god Hallelujah. We have a work to do. We have a job assignment to do in the kingdom of God. This is not about religiosity. This is not about coming to church maybe on a Sunday once a month, guys. It's not about that. This is about, we got born again into the kingdom of God. He brought us out of darkness and put his marvelous light on the inside of us. We're going to talk about this light. Actually, our light should be shining so bright into dark places that we shouldn't have to actually go to anyone. They should be able to come to us because they see the light in our life shining so bright for the kingdom of God. That they're come to you. I mean, I, I know so I can I can spot people that are born again nine times out of ten. When I go into a place, I don't know, I don't know anybody when I go into a but I can guarantee you I can spot a believer because there's a light on their life. And you may think it's dim and you may think it's not seen, but I'm telling you what, it is seen in a dark, dark place. It is seen. Now, there are things we can do to cover our own light. Isn't that what scripture says? That we can hide it under a... So we can do things that dim our light and hide our light. So I'm letting you know that there are things that are happening in the earth today and it is prime time. Everybody gets excited about Monday night prime time live with the football. I'm telling you, it is prime time every day that we are walking upon this earth because there are people dying and going to hell. They are helpless. They are hopeless. They have no future. They're groping. Actually, we're going to see it in the weeks to come if the Lord will let me get to it. They're groping around in darkness. They are blinded. And we are responsible to pray the scales off their eyes, not God. Not God. We have a job to do, guys. 
And this was not just about us. He brought us in and he gave us a wonderful position. But there are things that we are required to do as kingdom citizens. And we just read it. We have a responsibility to help get other people into the kingdom and be an ambassador for him. Amen. Thanks again so much for listening to this episode. If you'd like to get more of our content, you can subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. You can also watch our weekend messages at youtube.com forward slash anchor faith when they air every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Subscribe to us so you never miss a message and leave us a comment or a like. It really does help. You sharing, rating, and commenting on this podcast and any of our content is the best way to keep it in circulation for others to be influenced with this message of God's kingdom. So please consider sending a link to friends and family, sharing on social media, or simply giving us a rating. And finally, if you'd like more information about Anchor Faith Church and support the work we're doing from St. Augustine, Florida in igniting the city, impacting the nation, and influencing the world, you can visit us at anchorfaith.com. 